this guy Hamdi Ulakaya, he's the, the founder of Chobani, which is now yeah. like this multi-billion dollar organization. And he's got this example, like if you're standing at the bottom of the mountain, like looking up at the top, of course it's gonna be intimidating, right. but like how do you move a mountain? You should start by carrying small stones. Like mm -hmm. every day you just chip away and before long you're a quarter of the way up and then you're halfway up and you're above the clouds. Right. You know? So for us, like, yeah, if, you, if you're standing there looking up, you're like, shit, I'm never gonna get up there. Mm -hmm. You know, how, how, can I, how can we get up there? So it's not like we're here to, to beat Starbucks. You know, this isn't right. a, it's not the, a, a game with a, a, a winner and a loser. Right. Getting back to the theme of the podcast, like we just gotta be better tomorrow than we are today. Hey, this is Julia Stern, and you're listening to Not My Best, the podcast that reminds you it's okay not to perform at your best 100% of the time. When we shift the focus to become a little bit better, instead of trying to be at our best all the time, we'll accomplish a lot more and we'll have way more fun doing it. Let's get into it. Hey, Not My Best listeners, this is Julia Stern here, pumped to intro today's guest. His name is Jim DeSico. We had an incredible conversation about him and his brothers because they started a brand called Super Coffee. It is a bottled coffee that you can find in a bodega or big box retailers like Target and Walmart. It has monk fruit, MCT oil, and protein in it. So for the first time, you're finding a product on a shelf in a store that's very convenient, but also isn't horrible for you, which really just helps us all to be maybe not at our best, but a little bit better as we grab things on the go. And I'm really excited about this conversation because it was started out of a dorm room by three brothers. Jim is the oldest, and they've built this brand one step at a time all the way up to one of the top selling bottled coffees in the nation. And they now have a team of over 75 employees, which is pretty incredible. If you enjoy this conversation, if you get something out of it, please just share this podcast with one person that you know. You can always send me a message at Julia L. Stern on all social channels to let me know what you thought. I am so excited to help build this podcast in 2020, create this better, not best mindset team of individuals and achieve great things. So without further ado, please welcome Jim DeSico and I hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome to the Not My Best Podcast. Thanks for having me. It's cool Thank to be here. Thank you so much for coming. First of all, and I don't mean to put you on the spot right out the gate, but how old are you? 27. Like what? I'm sorry. <laughs> how, I'm sorry. How old are you? 27. <laughs> and you have an amazing, amazing company that feels like it exploded overnight. We're, we're working on it. It's, it's been a four-year overnight success. <laughs> Truly. So I just mentioned about well, a little bit about what Super Coffee is, but tell us you know, what the product is and how it's different from other coffees like on the shelf. Yeah, so it's a bottled coffee. There's two cups of coffee in, in every bottle. And instead of milk and sugar, we add protein and MCT oil, healthy fats for fuel. So uh, one, the, perhaps the most important feature is everything we do is sugar-free. We don't do any sugar. And that was the biggest draw point when I had seen it on the shelves and then talked about it with Allie before you came on here is like, how do you make it taste so great without adding a bunch of crap into it. We sweeten all of our products with this stuff called monk fruit. And the, mm -hmm. the sweetness comes from an antioxidant rather than like a carb or sugar. Right. Uh, and it's kind of like stevia, it's all, it's all natural, but there's no uh, there's no aftertaste. And like some stevia leaves like a bitter flavor with some Yeah, that, I usually don't use stevia for that reason. I don't put sugar in my coffee at all, but I've also strayed away from like, like I swore off Frappuccinos in high school. Yeah. And that was before I was a fitness trainer. It was before I was super healthy, but I just knew that like, if you're putting all of that crap into your body, then it's not 
something you should be eating or drinking on a daily basis. Yeah. And I mean, the tough thing is like a Frappuccino, Starbucks Frappuccino is the best selling bottle coffee in the country because right. it tastes good. Right. And, and a lot of people who drink it don't realize the, the bad stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we wanted to replicate that flavor without any of the bad stuff. We wanted to give you energy. Incredible. The end of the day product that doesn't have any of that bad stuff and still tastes absolutely amazing is really, really cool. Thank you. So walk us through a little bit about how it started. Yeah, so I'm the oldest of three brothers. Um, we all played sports in college, and our youngest brother, Jordan, uh, was a freshman basketball player, falling asleep in class. And the only thing his school store sold was uh, bought, uh, the Starbucks Frappuccino. So for, for us, he didn't want to drink that crap. He didn't want to put all that sugar into his body. Right. So we brewed our own coffee. He was brewing it in his, his dorm room for himself and his teammates. And before long, he was like, wow, this is a business here. Which is so funny because like a picture, like a kid in his dorm room brewing coffee for his teammates. Yeah. Like, so what was yeah. he putting into it at that time? Because did he have monk fruit? No, no monk fruit <laughs> back then. Um, but protein for sure. Mm-hmm. And then MCT oil. He was big on like this, not necessarily keto, but healthy right. fats for fuel. Yeah. And uh, it worked for him. It gave him energy and, and he started making it for his teammates. And he was like, wow, this is a business, right? The Frappuccino does $2 billion a year and nobody's really coming after it. Right. Uh, so for us, Starbucks has always been that target uh, like the, that we've uh, we've been pursuing. Yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, like, and we're jumping ahead of ourselves a little bit here, but this is not like some mom and pop brand. Like when you look at the statistics, like you are right up there with Starbucks and Dunkin' and bottled coffees in four short years, three brothers right out of college. Like that is pretty incredible. Do you ever stop and just say like, wow, how the hell did we do this? Or is this like, oh, I knew this was gonna happen. Uh, it's a blessing and a curse, right? Like we're, we're not impressed by ourselves. And I think mm-hmm. you can attach as athletes. It's like always oh, what's the next goal? What's the next milestone? And, yeah. and you achieve what you set out to do. And then it's like, what's what's next, right? That, that goal course. line keeps moving. So the whole entire basis of this podcast, not my best, is how to become a little bit better in everything you do, right? Yeah. So it's not like setting this one gigantic goal and then like reaching it and being like, all right, cool, let's sit back. It's how can I be a little bit better in everything that I do? And it sounds like that's something you're really applying. Totally. Yeah. And and, and for us, it's like that, that Starbucks Frappuccino is on every shelf in America. And we want to be the healthy alternative to that, right? right? We want to give people that choice. And there's a lot of work left to be done. You know, that's a, that's a Pepsi product. Coke mm-hmm. and Pepsi run the world. They were like, Which is so crazy yeah. because you would never know that. Right. They really do run the world. And it's so crazy. All of these things that are hidden in the stuff that you're drinking every single day and you don't even realize it. Totally. So yeah. so we're going up against the big guys, but uh, it's, it's a fight worth fighting. You know, yeah. like, like you said, we want to mass produce positive energy. Yeah. Right now, like in the food and drink world, you have this stuff that is really great for you. That's super expensive or is really inconvenient. And then you have this stuff that is horrible for you, but it's right there at your fingertips. And so this is the first time I feel like I'm seeing a product that is right there and is also very good for you. Right. So just being able to grab that off of the shelf. So, okay, take us back. Your brother is in his dorm room. He's blending it up. I think it didn't wind up on the shelf of a bodega the next day. So what happened from there? Yeah. So for us, we, uh, in the food and beverage world, like to sell to a retailer, you need a a distributor, but to get with a distributor, you need retailers to sell to. So like, it's basically impossible to get started because you can't have one without the other. Right. So we were like, screw this. We're going to make our own product by hand. We're going to make our own deliveries. We're going to, we're going to pour samples. We're going to stock shelves. And we did that for 18 months and uh, we learned the industry. We learned how to make deliveries. We learned how to do invoices. Like we really learned the fundamentals of food and beverage. Right. And then from there, like we raised a little bit of money. Um, cool things happened Did along you the wait way. for your brother to graduate or was this while he was going to school? Yeah, so he dropped out. He okay. dropped out, forfeited his full scholarship, never went back for his sophomore year. 
And, and for us, um, I mean, that was once I heard that his passion has shifted from basketball and like he was the starting point guard, you know, he wow. was an off conference. What kid. school he was, is this? This was Philadelphia University okay. down in uh, Pennsylvania. Wow. Basketball was his life. And once I saw that obsession shift from sports to entrepreneurship, I was like, if we got to join him or like, I got to make sure he doesn't mess up his life. Right. You know? What were you doing at the time? Um, I worked in finance up here in New York. I was down on Wall Street and then our middle brother, Jake, was finishing his senior year at Georgetown. So he was okay. like, look, I'm, I'm two, two semesters away from graduating. I'll help as much as I can, but I need this degree. Wow. Uh, so the three of us just hustled for a couple of years. And then, yeah. What was the team. message from your family while all this was happening? So mom and dad play sports in college too. Mm -hmm. So they're super competitive. But like, this was so confusing to them. You right. Know? Like, we didn't know what a startup was. We didn't, right. didn't know what a pitch deck was or any of this stuff. Um, so, so for them, they, they were upset and, and more frustrated and confused at first, but now they're our biggest fans, you know, it's yeah, like we're, of course. we're playing sports. Yeah. And I think a lot of that confusion and that worry comes from like, you know, the uncertainty and they want you to be successful and they want you to do well. But at the same time, like, they're like, I've never seen a model for this before. Mm -hmm. So it's really up to you to find those steps and to figure out how to get to where you are now, right? which is really cool. So what do you think, aside from the lack of sugar, is the problem that Super Coffee like aims to solve? I think you nailed it, like accessible energy. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's affordable. Our, our products are $2.99 a bottle uh, and we got to be everywhere from bodegas yeah. and 7-Eleven to Walmart and, and Erewhon. You know, it's got to right. be like in, in the healthy places, but also in the not so accessible places. So people still shop for taste, price and convenience more so than like functionality or benefits or anything like that. Right. And that that kind of feeds into another question that I had for you like when you were creating this product, did you have a specific market in mind in mind or were you truly trying to market it to the masses? Yes, yeah, so, I mean the tricky thing is like you can't be everything for everybody right. at first, but bottled coffee sort of is. Mm -hmm. You know, it's every age group, every demographic, every sort of uh like um, economic background as well. So for for us, it was let's let's be something for someone. And, and at first, we were selling it to ourselves, which was right. like college student athletes. And yeah, we really that first eighteen months, we went deep on college campuses and like surrounding cafes. And then we found that people were actually buying the groceries were mothers and, right. and usually females in their thirties. And the the product really resonated with them. So uh, right now, I, I, our target is called the the healthy hustler. Mm -hmm. and and it's not, i love that yeah so it's not an age it's not a it's not a sex it's not like a, mm -hmm. a a gender or anything like that but it's it's it is the college student and it is yeah. the young parent and it is the the busy professional so it's people who who want more and who are aren't taking time at their coffee station in their kitchen to brew totally always on the go of course i love that so much so what's your favorite flavor? Because I'm drinking the mocha one right now and it's very, very good. The mocha is my favorite. Yeah. yeah. Mocha is my favorite. We actually launched seasonals this year. So I we saw had a, that. Yeah, I saw pumpkin. Yeah. Maple pumpkin was really good. But the white chocolate peppermint, which is still out, that's actually my, my second favorite. So good. Yeah. I'm never drinking a frappuccino. Not that I had before, but I'm <laughs> never drinking it again. So what is the biggest challenge that you faced since like launching this? Um, I think... At every level, whether it was like making deliveries by ourselves or raising money or hiring a team or getting into a new account, like there's, it's almost like the analogy of when you're a senior in high school, you have some confidence, a little swagger, you know, everybody on campus. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you're a freshman in college again, yeah. you know? So for us, it's like those new learning curves are sort of hitting reset. But we like that, right? That, that challenge is how you evolve and, and grow. Um, but it happens often and it happens fast. I would imagine it happens often because there's so many different components of running a company. So when you're faced with something like that, what is your first approach? I think keep going, take action mm -hmm. first. Um, don't, there's nothing like people are, get 
paralyzed by like analyzing situations. And, mm-hmm. and for us, it, and since day one, it was like, okay, we're, we can't get a distributor and we can't get into stores. So let's just go sell this on our own. You know, right. so I think the, the best advice I can give is take action or always be moving, right? You know, always be moving in the right direction. Uh, and then there, you'll make mistakes along the way, but you yeah. learn from them. Yeah. And I love that so much because when you look at like this better, not best mindset that I've created, right? Like you are one of the best products in the nation right now for bottled coffee. Thank you. But your approach in doing it was not, I need to be the best at this right now. It was just like, how can I take this step? Keep it moving. If I make a mistake, I'll continue to go, which I think is really cool. So you basically exploded in, when did you start? 2016? Yeah. Yeah. So now this is four years. How yeah. do you think, or what do you attribute that growth to? I think it, it, it is that like fast paced hustle mentality. Mm-hmm. And it starts with the three of us, but now we have a team of 75 and we all push each other. We all make each other better. You yeah. know? And, and one thing we, we had a, a weekly call this morning. One thing we were talking about is like, time is in our most limited resource this year our energy is but it doesn't have to be you know like we we preach positive energy positive energy is contagious and positive energy is a renewable resource you Mm -hmm. know so like forget about what we're selling we just have this team that feeds off of each other they make our customers better they make each other better yeah uh so the, the like building that team and surrounding yourself with that team is really what's created the momentum. It reminds me of Rumble because Rumble is going to be three in January and we now have 12 studios. So cool. So cool. And there are so many employees and you know, the, the constant struggle is to keep that positive culture. And I try to remind people in talking to other trainers and it's really just the vibes that we've created. But if you like going to work every day and if you enjoy going to work and you start right there, then so many other good things are going to happen. If you go in stressed and if you go in like scratching your head on how to solve this problem and getting super frustrated really easily, it, it doesn't naturally flow. And so that culture is like the first step, I feel. Totally. And, and uh, like brand, Rumble's a great brand. Brand is really an extension of the people. And the cool right. thing that you guys have been able to do is like Rumble in Soho feels the same as Rumble in DC mm-hmm. and feels the same as Rumble in West Hollywood. You yeah. Know? Like, that's tough to do because as brands scale into new markets, really new cultures, it's like you sort of compromise and, and you lose what you stand for. Yeah, it was very difficult. So I don't even know if you know this, but my husband and I traveled to all those new markets. So the last year and a half, I wasn't living here. Um, and we spent about three months in each location for that reason, to replicate the culture, to help to train the trainers, to make sure that that experience for the client is the same no matter where you're going. And it's really cool because the people across the country, and I'm sure you've seen with like selling this product too, are also different depending on where they're living geographically. But like positivity wise and like how happy this makes your clients and how happy a rumble class makes the people going like walking through the door is all the same. And it's all starting with that like positive energy, which I think is really cool. Totally. Have there been any clients where you've been like, wow, we really did something great here? Yeah. I mean, there's there's some pretty cool stories and, and stuff that you don't really expect. Mm-hmm. And, and like it might be the, the type one diabetic who's yeah. like, oh, my God, I've never been able to enjoy a sweet coffee before. Thank you so much. Like, yeah. That stuff is cool. Others are like the where, where people lose a lot of weight or people sort of feel motivated and inspired by what we're doing and they go start something themselves or or, and and like positive energy is personal, right? You don't need to go start a business and like try and take over the world. No. But like if you want to lose five pounds or if you want to be a better husband or a better wife or a better brother. It's taking that step. Yeah. Which is so much less than what I think we visualize as it like in our heads sometimes and we make it this big gigantic thing, but it's so easy to do one thing to start to improve yourself and then it's just like a trickle down effect. Totally. Yeah. And, And I mean, there's a good saying, I'm sure you guys are familiar 
familiar with it, just make your bed, you know, yeah. like to start the day off with a, a little victory. It's so easy to get Which, out and like, make your bed. Actual, that, that literal saying, I applied it and it really, really works. It works. I'm in a way worse mood when I do not wake, make my bed and I yeah. come back at the end of the day and I'm like, oh no, that's a mess. Too. Yeah. It doesn't need to be perfect. Like the four seasons, but like, just yeah. make it, you want to come <laughs> I don't home think to I can nice make bed. a perfect four seasons yeah, bed no, if I tried. <laughs> so, um, what is it like working with your brothers? It's fun. It's fun. And I mean, we all come from very similar backgrounds. We're super close in age. I'm 27. Jake's 26. Jordan's 24. Mm -hmm. And we come from the same household, the same mentality. You know, Jake and I were on the same football team in high school. Um, so that like we trust each other. Right. That's built in, which is awesome. And at the end of the day, we're still going to be brothers. But the unique thing about the three of us is we each stay in our own lane, you know, and, and not by like in, intentionally or by choice. It's mm -hmm. like Jordan wants to do operations and innovation, you know, and he's good at it. Yeah. Jake wants to do sales. And I, I suck at sales. Right. You know? I, I handle investors and marketing, you know, and yeah. we each sort of fell into our own lane. If we were all trying to work on the same thing, it, it wouldn't work. Right. You you studied finance in college. No, I was a philosophy major. Get out. Yeah. Okay, so I was an education major and I had to take philosophy as one of my prereqs. It was the most by far annoying class <laughs> in all four years that I was in school. Why? What made you want to go into that? And do you still use it or do you feel like you scrapped it? Yeah, no, I use it more than anything. Okay. It's it, it's universal and, and I think it's problem solving. You uh -huh. know, it it helps you identify an argument. What are the, the pieces that make up that argument or yeah. that, that like... Um, I guess the problem that you're trying to solve. And, and for me, if you can think that way, if you could break down situations, you can apply them to a lot of different things. Right. And in, in college, I didn't know what I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want to limit myself to like a lawyer or a doctor right. or a business, you know? And yeah. So this, this really carries in. So how did you transition? Um, I think the, the, the transition for us is really just rooted in sports. You know, it's the, the lessons that we learned as athletes, whether it's early morning in the weight room or like losing a game and bouncing back the next week, like, all of the lessons, resilience, teamwork, you know, the willingness to compete, you know, yeah. like our philosophy is work hard and be nice to people, but there's still that sort of relentless, relentless competitor within us. Sure. So the transition is really just a carryover from sports. Okay. But for real though, like you graduate with a philosophy major, yeah. <laughs> now you're talking to investors. Right. Right. So it, it's always this human element, you know, mm -hmm. you're dealing with people and yeah. as sad as it is, it's not what, you know, it's, it's who, you know, and of how course. to deal with those folks. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so for us, if we can, honestly, the best thing that, that we've embraced as a business is, is work hard and be nice to people. And right. I think philosophy has, uh, it's got roots in, in all of those things. One, one bit of philosophy that's still really relevant is, uh, is stoicism. And mm -hmm. it's, it's just like, I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but, uh, this guy, Ryan Holiday has got a book called obstacle is the way. And it's okay. like when you face challenges or when you when you uh, you're faced with something that's ultimately difficult, how can you turn that into a, into a benefit or into the path? Um, and, and that's been cool. So I've been like even after college, I've read more books on stoicism after college than I did when I was in yeah. school because it's just this this way of like keeping an even keel, of like tempering your emotions. For sure. Yeah. So I've talked to a bunch of my guests about this who like really like to read. You're running a very successful company. Thank you. How do you find the time to do that? And do you do it often? Yeah, it's a priority. It has yeah. to be, you know, like we're always learning. We're always evolving. Mm -hmm. and, and I mean, just the industry that we're in, the world that we're in is changing. Right. And you have to change with it. Right. Um, and and. Like for my brother Jordan, he didn't get the benefit of four years of college, you know. Right. And by the way, I mean we weren't all great students. Like Jordan was a terrible student. And uh -huh. He didn't he didn't read books in college. The moment he dropped out, all he does is read, you right? Know? Because it's it's the advantage to learn from some of the smartest people in the world. So like schedule reading the same as you'd schedule a meeting. Yeah. Does he ever say you know like maybe I'll go back or does he full fledged like in this now? Yeah, he's in. He's wow, in. That's yeah. great. Yeah. 
That's great. Um, so if you could start again, would you do anything differently? Probably not just because the way we got here was, uh, through all of the mistakes that we made mm -hmm. and, and really we got here the hard way. Yeah. I, I think now we're finally learning to work smarter and, right. instead of harder. Um, but we wouldn't be able to do what we do if we didn't have those early lessons, like those hard knocks. You know, I, I think there's certain things that every startup founder should invest in early on. And we were too naive to see it. Like what's that? Some of them, like a good lawyer, right? Get a good lawyer, set up your business the right way. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't, it could really cost you, your investors, your employees down right. the road. Um, branding, you know, don't try and do it on the, the back of a napkin. Don't try and hire your friend who was an art major. Yeah. You know, like spend money on stuff like that up front. Um, but at the end of the day, you got to go sell shit. You Isn't know? branding fascinating? It's so fascinating. Because like you look at the branding on here, there's nothing like Picasso-like about it, nothing. right? But if me or you sat here and tried to do this, it would look like a five-year-old did it. Oh, it'd be awful. Yeah. I noticed that with the, with my podcast as well. Like I hired somebody to do my branding and like pick people who are good at what they do to do the things that you need them to do. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Like I didn't understand how to start a podcast. I found people who did. I'm sure there's a ton of things. Like what's another example of someone that you might've hired? Like finance, for instance. I used right. to run our QuickBooks. It was yeah. a mess. Yeah. But like, that's that's the thing. Sometimes you don't have the, always have that luxury. Mm -hmm. And in the beginning, we had to do everything. You know, yeah. I, I was the accountant. I was the CFO. I was the the, the delivery How long man. was that season before you really felt like, okay, it's time to delegate? Um, I would say a full two years before we could hire the right people who were mm -hmm. better at things than we were. You know, because other like it's tough to attract from for a startup that has limited resources. It's tough to attract the right talent. You right. know, and you're competing against the biggest, most well-funded like brands in the world with the most resources and like to, to pull people from there or to pull people to, to, to believe in your vision. That's why people are the most important is like people are people are betting on us. You know, they're mm -hmm. joining our team. They're, they're not here because we have all these all this revenue and all these fancy bells right. and whistles. You know, we don't have a big office. We don't really have That's any such that. a cool way to look at it. Like yeah. they really are investing in you and you have to be able to to, to lead them. Do you so you don't have an office? We do. I, I mean, it's just not a Coca-Cola headquarters. Are you based out of New York? Yeah, yeah. Our office is uh, Bowery and Broom Street in Alita. Very cool. You had mentioned chasing after like Starbucks right away. Not chasing after them. We're not trying to take Starbucks down for anybody listening to this podcast. Maybe you are. I don't know. Oh, God. Did I just bury a hole? Did I just... <laughs> no, that's all right. That's all right. But was that, <laughs> was that ever intimidating for you? Um, Sort of. It's like... The, uh, this guy Hamdi Ulakaya, he's the founder of Chobani, which is now yeah. like this multi-billion dollar organization. And he's got this example, like if you're standing at the bottom of the mountain, like looking up at the top, of course it's going to be intimidating. Right. But like, how do you move a mountain? You start by carrying small stones. Like mm -hmm. every day you just chip away. And before long, you're a quarter of the way up. And then you're halfway up and you're above the clouds. Right. You know? So for us, like, yeah, if, you, if you're standing there looking up, you're like, shit, I'm never going to get up there. Mm -hmm. You know, how, how can I, how can we get up there? So it's not like we're here to, to beat Starbucks. You know, this isn't right. a, it's not the, a, a game with a, a, a winner and a loser. Right. Getting back to the theme of the podcast, like we just got to be better tomorrow than we are today. I mean, you were named Forbes 30 under 30. Is there anything like that you would really, really strive for in 2020 that would just like totally blow you out of the water? Oh, that's a, that's an interesting once question. You're, once you're in Forbes, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. That's pretty impressive to me. Yeah, no, it's, it's a cool group to be a part of, a cool community for sure. But I don't think there's an accolade that like we'd want to be, you mm -hmm. know, like there's nothing that we're really shooting for. I think those things are a product of building a good organization and a good team and a good, a, a good business, you know? So like, I would say that 
just keep getting better every day because like the, the accolades, the trophies, come, the awards. But that's yeah. not what it's about. Right, yeah. right. Because if you were trying to do that, like it's like it's like if somebody said they want to make a, a be a millionaire, right? Yeah. Like being a millionaire is a product of adding a ton of value to other people's lives, right? People right. pay you when you add value. Yeah. Like if your goal is to go make a million dollars, it's it's a tough goal to achieve. Without providing something. Right. Yeah, for sure. So what do you think the future is besides being a little bit better every day? I need to get some specifics yes, out of you. Yes, specifics. So. So, I know that you have creamers now as well. Yeah, we have creamers. We have K-cups. So we get, we're getting into the hot coffee game. Uh, we just launched a cold brew as well. So uh, really this full coffee portfolio. I think that was important to us rather than just being a product and super coffee. We want it to be a brand and a portfolio where a lot of other products can live within this brand. Um, so we want to be the, the healthy energy alternative for, for all coffee drinkers. Right. Not everybody drinks cold coffee. Right. Um, so I, I think expanding that, getting all of our products into distribution and sort of making it accessible to, to everybody who wants something better. Yeah. Unfortunately, people, a lot of people drink Starbucks because it's the only option. Right. You know, so like we have a lot of work to do to, to get there. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you have your work cut out for you and I think you're already off to a great start. Thank you. But I think that another really cool element of this product that kind of separates it is the protein that's in it. Yeah. So where does that protein come from? Yeah, so it's a whey protein, but it is lactose-free. And okay. there's only 10 grams in a bottle, um, which doesn't make it a protein drink. It sort of adds like this creaminess. It's a boost. Yeah. yeah. And that's way more significant than, you know, a cup of coffee that doesn't have any protein in it. Totally. Um, a lot of times when I'm at home, I'll add like collagen. Yeah. Um, which is great. Have you thought about that at yeah. all? Yeah. So we're going to, we have a plant-based line coming out in uh, Q2 of this year. Uh, but we are, we'll, we'll probably experiment with collagen. Yeah. yeah, it's great. And I would add collagen and MCT oil, which I love that this has in it already because I feel like when you have that little bit of fat to start your day, like you're way more focused. Totally. Drinking black coffee and trying to be skinny and like going la da da throughout your day, you know? So yeah. it's totally different. Now go out there, stop trying to live your best life and start actually living a better one. Love that. You had your direct consumer yeah. listening to this podcast. What would you want to know from them? To help you build your brand. Yeah, I think where where do people get their coffee, right? Yeah. Is it at Rumble? Is it at the gym? Is it mm -hmm. at on their way to work? You know, is are people drinking hot? Like me personally, I don't drink super coffee till the afternoon. I'll drink really? black coffee in the morning. In the morning. Yeah. Um, and then drink super coffee in the afternoon. So I think what purpose does coffee serve mm -hmm. at what different points of the day? Like, I mean, you know, from from a marketing perspective, like it's all about occasions and meeting the customer at the right occasion. Yeah. Um, so where what's that occasion? You know, yeah. What's the occasion for the customer? My question for you is, have you ever thought about doing caffeine free? That's interesting. So we get that question a, a, a lot. I think Super Coffee is first and foremost a, a positive energy provider, mm -hmm. right? Like we want to be that boost. Um, so we did launch this creamer line, which is high in protein, high in MCT oil and it's sugar free. Uh, and you could add that to anything, whether it's a With shade. With the intention like, to adding it even to your decaf coffee. Exactly. Yeah. Tea, whatever you want. Yeah. Because I've noticed recently when I'm drinking coffee, like I'll drink it up to a point, but really after 12, I stop drinking it because yeah. I get super like jittery. Totally. And then I, my sleep has like very rapidly decreased compared totally. to when I was in my early 20s. Um, but yeah, that's just something that I was thinking about when I had it. But I love everything that you're doing. And I think this is a great, great product. Thank you. No, yeah. this is, thanks for letting me uh, share 
share the story. Love what you guys are doing. It's, I mean, it's the same fight, you know, how can yeah. we make people better? How can we help people along their journey? Uh, even if it's just a 12 ounce bottle of coffee. For sure. For sure. Well, where can people find you? Yeah. So on Instagram, we're at drink super coffee. Um, my name is Jimmy DeSico, just at Jimmy DeSico five. Uh, we're, we're everywhere. We're doing events. We're, is the uh, five your birthday? No, the five was my college football number. It is my birthday too, actually. Oh, great. Yeah, five is my favorite number. The more you know. <laughs> there you go. Um, and you can find me on all social channels at Julia L. Stern. Share this podcast with one person you know. Spread the word. Rate and let me know what you think. Let me know how you're living your better, not best life. And now go out there. Stop trying to live your best life and start actually living a better one. See you next week.